Hi, it's John Bernadovich, your host of the H Like a Boss podcast. Welcome to season three. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope of finding what it takes to do HR like a boss. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. On today's show, I'm super excited to be joined by Julie Sumner. Julie is one of the upcoming speakers at the NORC conference on May 24th as we continue on our NORC series on the HR Like a Boss podcast. So Julie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> We're delighted to have you and so excited to have you share some of your background as well as what you're going to talk about at NORC and your passion for human resources. For those that don't know you, Julie, would you mind giving them a little bit of insight into who you are and what you're doing these days in your business? Sure. So I like to say that I'm a recovering attorney. So I spent most of my career doing labor and employment litigation, and I was becoming increasingly frustrated by how reactive litigation is. By the time clients got to me, they, uh, you know, for the most part, the cards were dealt and all I could do was damage control. So seven years ago, I decided to leave uh, private law practice and start my own company, Monarch Endeavors. And so our sweet spot are those oh shit moments where employers just do not know what to do or how to handle it. Uh, that's kind of our niche. So we help employers through their oh shit, sticky, icky employee issues. Uh, and we've been doing it now for seven years and it's been a blast. And from what you said before in my research, you do that in a proactive manner. And mm -hmm. I'm curious, is the, the Monarch Endeavors, does Monarch have something to do with that? Is there a relationship between the name and the book? Or do you just like the beautiful color of the butterflies? Or tell, tell me more there. Sure. So it is a good story. Hopefully I can make it a little shorter. Uh, but the, the name comes actually from my father. So my father got pretty sick uh, and passed away coming up on nine years ago. Uh, and during the last couple of years of his life, he had cancer. It was in his spine. He had to learn how to walk all over again, uh, which he did in time to walk me down the aisle at my wedding. And then within a year, he sadly passed away 10 days before my one year anniversary. Uh, and I had been thinking about him. We were sitting on a beach, my husband and I, and a monarch butterfly came and sat down in front of me for like an hour. Uh, and it would only fly away if somebody stepped too close and then it would come back. And I just knew it was my dad. And then when I was thinking about what I wanted to do, because I knew I was tired of litigation and I had been, you know, looking at other jobs and just nothing seemed to fit. So I was driving someplace and had the thought like, oh my gosh, I should just start my own consulting company. And a monarch butterfly flew across my windshield. And so that's where the name comes from. Uh, I knew it was a sign that I was on the right path. And uh, it was true because I wouldn't do anything else right now. Oh, I appreciate you sharing that and give you tons of credit for able to get through that story without shedding a tear <laughs> or choking up. My guess is you might have told it once or twice. And I know time tends to heal most wounds, although mm -hmm. having lost my dad and mom and actually my father-in-law, when he was a young man, 52 years old, oh, wow. we have in our family, he's, he's remembered as a hawk. Mm. And every time we see a hawk, there's Grandpa Dale. Yep. And then my sister-in-law, my oldest brother's first wife, Julie, her thing was hearts. And anytime you see a heart, and naturally created hearts, a lot of rocks, you see them yeah. sometimes yeah. on 
on trees and whatnot. It's really cool. I appreciate that. And what a, what a great story. What great motivation and a great reminder for you every single day. Yep. Your dad's influence in your life and what a, what a tribute. I'm sure he is smiling down, watching over you, supporting you, every single piece of it. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. Thank you. All right, Julie, we could probably talk about all that stuff, family, <laughs> monarchs, and business, but I think people are here on this show listening to us to get your wisdom about human resources, and I start all guests off with the same question. How would you describe the purpose of human resources? The most successful HR professionals that I have seen are the ones who act as advisors, so a lot of times HR kind of gets pinned into the role of telling people what they can and cannot do. And for the most part, that doesn't work very well because people don't like to be told what they can and cannot do. So I have seen it be successful, and this is what I try to do. I act as a trusted advisor. So my goal is to figure out what the company or the employer wants to happen. And if I can get there, if I can show them how to get there, we'll do that. If not, then at least I can give them as much information as possible so they're making the most informed decision they can be. But it's still their decision. In HR, we act as advisors. It's our job to manage risk, yes. Uh, but sometimes all we can do is advise about the various risks or, again, what we think would be the best route and then hope that they take our advice. It makes a ton of sense as someone that started a firm to control my own destiny. It is true. We struggle at times to get things that we're, in essence, pigeonholed into or forced mm -hmm. into a box. And I think that's a lot of times where executives, non-HR professionals, feel like HR is trying to confine us in some mm -hmm. regard. And I heard this one client tell me years ago, our, my job is to help our business find the answer yes to their questions. It's not- That's a great way to put it. Or mm -hmm. not to me to be a no or maybe not or have and I have you thought about this? I totally get that. And I love that advisory concept, that consultative approach. Speaking of consultative approaches, I know that your session at NORC on May 24th at the NORC series is going to be awesome. You're going to talk about some really cool stuff to get HR leaders prepared for and preventing these, I'll call it OS moments, as you as you put it. <laughs> And I just want to make sure if my kids are listening that I'm not being that bad influence. Anyway, tell me about what your presentation is all about. Let's get people excited about coming to the May 24th session at NORC. Absolutely. So my presentation is about people forgetting how to human. Uh, so this is a phrase that I've come up with post-COVID as people started coming back to the offices. I was getting a lot of calls from employers just about like, we have these situations between these employees, we can't figure out how to handle it, people can't seem to get along, uh, there's big divides in the office, it's a toxic workplace, variations of those types of comments. And a lot of it seems to be because people have just forgotten how to interact with one another. Uh, the pandemic was rough on everybody, that's for sure, but it really seems like we've forgotten how to talk to each other. And in many ways, I think that HR and certainly my industry, the legal field, have made that harder in the workplace because we have taught people that instead of talking to your coworkers about something they may have done that didn't sit well with you, you should run to HR and report it. And then HR will talk to everybody or do an investigation and you know try to figure out what happened and figure out who was at fault and 
you know, take care of, of things. Uh, and I think in, now there are absolutely times where that has to happen, right? There are certain things, sexual harassment, discrimination, anything that could potentially violate the law where HR definitely needs to get involved and those types of investigations need to happen. But it this everyday stuff where people just get really irritated with each other or they're passive aggressive or they've you know, had took something the wrong way and then they never talk about it, but they never deal with it either. So then it just becomes this festering sore that eventually blows up. And so I call that people forgetting how to human. And so my talk is all about how do we help people remember that? How do we create a culture of communication where we teach employees that this, the first step is to just go talk to people, to do a perspective check, to say to the other person, hey, you know what, when you said this, it really, this is the way I took it. And that may not have been the way you meant it. So I wanted to clear it up right away. And we've all forgotten how to do that. So I give some tips and tricks about how to remind people and also some ways that HR professionals can help create that sort of culture. And my guess is a lot of those interactions you're talking about are between normally whenever you get into some form of litigation or there's an issue in an employer and employee relationship. It has to do with a manager or a leader or a director and an employee as a subordinate in some regards, however you want to describe that hierarchy. And I'm just curious, how do you think human resources, I'm sure maybe at your presentation, you'll talk about this. How can human resources do a better job of preparing those managers and supporting them as it relates to those potential issues that may come at, up, up at work? I think one of the most important things is HR has to realize that not everybody knows how to do this. People who are in HR tend to be people people, right? Uh, we tend to be a little bit better at relating to others than some other folks do. Uh, and so it's not always a skill set that people have or that they're comfortable using. So we have to actually teach people how to do it. So I think one of the most effective things that HR can do is offer to be there with that person. So they may need to sit in on some conversations. They may need to help a manager prep for a conversation. I have role played with managers all the time. Like, okay, pretend I'm the employee. Talk to me. Tell me what you need to tell me. Uh, and we'll talk about how the, the best way to get your message across so that it's clear and that you guys can move forward. So I think part of it is just being that partner to let them know they're not alone. Because it's one thing to tell somebody, you really need to sit down and have a conversation with this employee. It's another thing to say, you really need to sit down and have a conversation with this employee, but I'm going to help you do that. I'm going to help you figure out what to say and the best way to say it. Love those role plays. Reminds me of my time back <laughs> in sales. And when I worked for a large organization, we did those all the time and really is a, a great way to create the unique circumstance that you're about to deal with it not being the first time that you do it. And mm -hmm. I think that that's a really important exercise, Julie, for you to to consider. Now, let's consider this. Obviously, we have Julie on the show because of the upcoming NORC series, and I'm excited about giving a quick plug in the middle of our show for NORC 2023, and we hope that you will join Julie and her session at NORC HR Hit the Reset Speaker Series on May 18th and May 24th. Hear from industry experts on the latest HR trends and strategies like you'll hear from Julie on May 24th. Don't miss on, on this opportunity to network and elevate your career 
at the HR uh, NORC conference. And you can register at clevelandsherm.com. That's Cleveland, S-H-R-M.com. And for those that are attending on May 24th, not only can you see Julie's awesome presentation, but I hope that you'll stop by our live HR Like a Boss recording booth and tell us how you do amazingly awesome HR. Did I miss anything, Julie, about the NORC series, the plug? I don't think so. I mean, it's going to be a great time and I'm excited to see your booth there. I think that's going to be great. That should give some people something really fun to do. I saw recently there were almost 100 people already registered the last time I checked. I know that they want to get that number. Let's get it to 200. Come on, everyone out there listening. Join us at Nork. In the, it's in Cleveland, just south in Independence and the Rockside Road Holiday Inn. All right, let's get back to the questions and Julie's expertise. One of the things I know that comes up quite a bit is this idea that human resources is the bad guy or as you might, as I've heard described before, you're going to go to the principal's office, you've gotten in trouble. How does HR avoid that stigma, that reputation, that that word that would be used to make people afraid of them? I think it goes back to what we were talking about before. Uh, you know, when when I mentioned that a lot of times employers feel that HR is the department of no, like HR is there to tell them what they can and can't do. But going back to that advisory role, so if you can partner with managers and leaders in the company to try to get to the solution they want, as you mentioned, getting to that yes, if that's possible, then that takes away that stigma and that pigeonholing of becoming the principal's office, or it's always a bad thing to be called down to HR. Uh, you know, some to some extent, Sometimes that's still going to happen, but I think particularly with managers, there's an opportunity for HR professionals to really build those relationships and build that trust so that when a manager is like, I really don't know how to handle this situation, they feel very comfortable coming to HR and saying, I re would really like your perspective on this, or what do you think I should do, or can you help me through this? And I've seen that happen, and it's really... Um, magical thing when it does because it helps everybody elevate how they're operating within the workplace. Yeah, it's so well said. And you try to think about back to the principal's office, I'm just having this visual in my mind of the students that were always in trouble in getting into the principal's office and what that maybe felt like to them. And maybe the students that had a positive relationship with the principal and maybe were able to leverage that relationship for other resources or access to things. It's kind of, it's an interesting parallel if you think back in the day. And as for some of you that are thinking, was I the one getting in trouble when I was <laughs> in school? Or was I the one, air quote, the goody two shoes that was friendly with the principal, and maybe we don't want a bunch of goody two-shoes. I don't know if that feels right, but having that positive, caring, supportive relationship to help move things forward in a direction that the organization is trying to achieve. All right, Julie, it's been a special guest appearance in the NORC HR Series Partnership with the HR Like a Boss podcast. The book is called HR Like a Boss. I get all of my guests out with the last question is, how would you describe someone that does HR like a boss? Somebody who is confident in their knowledge and their expertise, who is a trusted partner, uh, and somebody who develops those relationships and those connections 
so that those partnerships really mean something and you can do really cool things with them. Clear, concise, and direct. <laughs> High five, Julie. Let me give a quick recap <laughs> to today's show. Super excited again to have Julie Sumner on, who will be one of the speakers at the NORC conference on May 24th. Please sign up at clevelandsherm.com. Julie started off the show by suggesting to all of us HR professionals to take an advisory role when working inside of our business and dealing with unique situations. She encouraged, and she will encourage on May 24th in her presentation, let's bring back human into the workplace. Let's just be better human beings. Let's be mindful of things. Let's run toward conflict. Let's care about each other and treat them in a way that we would want to be treated ourselves. You also encouraged HR managers to create teachable managerial moments with their managers in role-playing and recreating situations and conversations, difficult ones, in, the, in order for them to not feel like it's the first time they're doing it when it's in, in a live environment. It's kind of like playing in a golf tournament and never playing a practice round. Probably not your greatest idea. You also suggested developing these partnerships with leaders and managers to advance the organization forward. And last but not least, you encouraged us to be confident, just like you will be during your presentation, I'm sure, and there'll be tons of wisdom. Again, the NORC series, HR Like a Boss podcast will conclude. And thank you so much, Julie, for being on the show. It was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please leave a rating or review, or better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.